this talk, I wanted to make some more uh, comparisons between the practice of music training and Zen practice. Um, why it's on my mind, why it's fresh on my mind. I've just come from um, an Irish music festival in uh, Gundagai that I was at at the weekend and seen some really great master Irish musicians perform. And uh, I went to a workshop about learning how to play um, Irish music. And it's astonishing some of the similarities that the teachers of music say, which could be applied to Zen practice. And um, this particular teacher was saying that it takes um, seven years to learn how to use the instrument and to get some mastery over the instrument. Then it takes another seven years to really learn the tunes. Then it takes another seven years to really learn the music uh -huh. and really play Irish music. And um, I remember... Uh, and Joko, <clears throat> who was a, a, a trained musician, a, a pianist, um, saying that uh, musical training um, actually prepares people for um, meditation practice very well. And when you consider there's so many similarities, it's, it's actually an act of mindfulness um, to practice an instrument because you've got to listen very, very carefully um, to what is being played and you have to be precise in terms of being mindful where you put your fingers and, and the timing and everything. And you have to surrender to the music. If you, if you surrender what you think it is, you'll get it wrong. But if you, you surrender to the timing and the rhythm and the, you know, the speed of it, then you start to get it. So to practice an instrument requires great precision so mindful precision about what we actually do. And the other thing that's similar to Dharma practice is that's not all there is to Dharma practice. It's not just about precision and being accurate as to what the moment is. It's also this experience of non-attachment or flow, that you're actually letting yourself go into moment-by-moment -moment experience and allowing yourself to be carried along with it. You know? It's sort of worrying too much where it goes. We're worried about making a mistake. It's letting, letting it go. That's the, the actual practice of non-attachment in life as well. When I reflect back on it, the very first um, um, Zen temple I, I went to to practice in at Daitokaji in Kyoto, one of the, the things the head monk said was that the same thing, the people who practiced music prior to coming to meditation practice seemed to pick it up quite well. There's quite a lot of mindful repetition in it. What's at the core of um, Zen training? What we're trying to, what's at the core of it that we're trying to unravel all of the time is really beautifully summed up in the, these first few lines of faith in mind. The great way is not difficult. Just avoid picking and choosing. Only when you neither long nor loathe does it clearly reveal itself. To see its truth be neither for nor against. Conflicts between liking and disliking are a disease of the mind. In other words, the second noble truth and its variations. And really what the core of Zen practice is, is to recognize 
that there's a kind of rigidity in each of us, a kind of stiff-necked way of approaching the world. And all this practice we do, you know, mindfulness practice, watching the breath coming into the moment time and time again in a repetitious kind of way, is to dissolve or loosen up that rigidity which is in each of us, and the holding and rejecting. The more that softens, the more that kind of opens up, um, then we learn to just respond. We give ourselves to each moment as is required. We just respond to what each moment needs from us. Mm-hmm. But while we're caught up in this, this holding and rejecting kind of dynamic, then we're, we're kind of stiff-necked in the way that we um, approach life. We're kind of rigid. Um, there's no fluidity in the experience. So all Zen practice, it doesn't come down to necessarily being, um, you know, like a, like a robot that's kind of just mindful of every moment, you know. It's, a, it's much more than that. It's, it's this fluidity that comes into life experience because we're not driven by the holding and rejecting. And um, just like with someone who's a very experienced musician where it see, you see that it just comes very naturally to them without them having to think about it because they've practiced it so much and uh, there's a the fluidity and facility in what they do. You can see that in people who, the more people practice um, the Dharma, you see that same uh, fluidity coming into their being. It's hard to put you, it's hard to put words to, but you can kind of feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you practice, the more you get a, you can become aware of um, uh, where you're stuck in yourself. You know, and, and you sort of you, you bring your mindfulness into those stuck areas and they melt. And the more that happens in yourself, the more you kind of intuitively pick up where stuckness is in others too. If you have to put words to it, there's a kind of... You can tell just in the way that people relate um, or the way that they, they talk that there's a kind of um, holding and rejecting that goes on. It's like in, say, in relationships, just in friendships or families or just casual interaction, you can kind of tell when someone's got to push away and, and reject or they've got to try to hold on, you know, whereas someone who's free, there's not, none of that happens in the way that they relate to others or in, in their thoughts and their conversation, you know, they can have opinions, we all have opinions and views, it's like there's not a holding to it, there's no need to be right. Mm-hmm. No need to be wrong. Um, so there's a kind of fluidity in in the way that we we talk. All all of these things are at the core of what practice is and the fruits of it. Being human beings, to um, as we practice, there needs to be a sense of reward in terms of how we practice to keep us going. I mean, we wouldn't do this if there wasn't any reward in it. Mm -hmm. It's just if you keep your mind on the reward, you miss the point of it. Um, But just uh, as we were told in this workshop about practicing Irish music, that it's very important that when you practice, there's a sense of enjoyment in the practice. You know, it's just sort of struggling with it all the time. 
And it's important in Zazen practice and in mindfulness in everyday life that there's a spirit of enjoyment in the actual practice itself, a softening into things, mm-hmm. not taking it so seriously. And then it starts to come. Um, but we, we do work on reward. And much of the time when we actually stop and sit and meditate, um, not always, but generally speaking, we, we kind of calm from the inside and we settle. And there's a kind of re- sense of reward that comes with that because we're not chasing our tail all the time. Um, so the kind of short-term rewards happen moment to moment and sitting by sitting. Um, and as you go along in it, there's a reward that happens as well because there's this loosening up inside. Mm-hmm. It's not just about precision, the precision of being um, mindful of the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this fluidity that comes with it as well. Yeah, that there's parallels in various things, you know, and the thing about Zen is that it's kind of, it's not just about a skill in a particular area like music might be or or sport might be, but it's a kind of a, a skill of how to live in its broader sense. It carries over to all all domains of our life. But we, we can certainly learn some of those skills in particular areas of our life like sport or music or acting or whatever it might be. The important thing to remember though is that um, people who develop that that ease and skill in living, um, very few people actually just sort of woke up one day and it was just there. Um, it, it comes through constant practice, you know, like, like, like playing an instrument. Um, those people who master those things just didn't sort of naturally wake up one day and it was there. It was just constant practice over and over again. You know, getting the fluidity there as to where it comes. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem comes when we expect um, to just get immediate results. But we expect, we expect magic bullets. Um, and as, so long as we expect that they're going to be magic bullets, um, we get in the way of um, it's a kind of another grasping or holding, grasping for results. And it gets in the way of the process. Practice is its own reward. <laughs>